What's up, everybody? I'm Ray. And I'm Bridget. And we're talking to you today about cumbia. Yes. So, wepa life, right? Um, so, Bridget and I did some participant observation, went to some cumbia shows, um, both downtown LA and over in Boyle Heights. Um, we also got to interview some folks about cumbia. I interviewed some cumbia DJs. Who did you interview, Bridget? Um, I interviewed um, a, one of my coworkers who actually plays for a band called Tornado Tropical. So that was pretty interesting. Dope, dope. So we got a pretty good sense of kind of cumbia scene in LA, and so that's what we're going to talk to you about today. Um, so one thing I noticed was that there's this like resurgence of cumbia. Um, I know that we went to a couple of DJ parties, a cumbiaton party, and uh, another group called Girl Night. One was in Boa Heights, one was in downtown. Um, who else did we see? Uh, we saw Spaghetti Cumbia, and they were pretty cool. The like cool mix of and not just incorporating cumbia into their mixes, but actually like having a Western mix to it. Whatever that means. So it's like like a vaquero they they call themselves the cumbia vaqueros yeah those are kind of like interesting little twang to their sound um thinking about cumbia and it's like rural and caribbean mix theirs is definitely this kind of u.s western kind of component i was it, was, it worked it was good it was funky yeah that's a good word funky i guess yeah, yeah. they had everybody dancing at east side love um so that was cool um, the other thing we noticed is this resurgence with like memories, right? Folks are playing old school cumbias mixed with like new stuff, but I think everything we saw there was a lot of like Selena tributes, right? Like, oh hell yeah! Like everybody loves Selena, and like just having Selena as like a lead on any of their events, it just kind of like brings out a lot of people. Yeah, I think there was. Um, I think we saw two Selena Berations, right? And Techno Cumbia Party does a Selena impersonator every every month. Mm-hmm. And they had a Selena outfit contest. Um, so that was cool. But I think a lot of it had to do with Selena's birthday. Mm-hmm. But I, I talked to um, DJ V, and she told me that every month they do a Selena celebration. So, like, there's a lot of memory tied in with Selena. Um, I don't know, were you a big Selena fan back in the day? Or... Well, back in the day, I was like not even born when she was when she died. So, <laughs> but nonetheless, I did grow up listening to her. So yeah, like I'm pretty like I'm a pretty good fan of Selena. Um, like her music has like always been reminiscent of like me growing up. So my parents kind of really listen to that, especially because we're from Veracruz. So cumbia and like merengue is like our thing. So listening to her has definitely like always brings back memories of like growing up. Yeah, that, the other thing about memory is people talked about the music that they, they grew up to, but, like, it's not just cumbia. Um, I interviewed DJ Zuri. She was telling me that she loves to mix um, cumbia and merengue because her house was... It was uh, merengue was played more often. Um, yeah, the other thing that we noticed was this sort of networking that was going on. Um, a lot of the DJs and a lot of the bands in the scene they know of each other and they know of the other parties uh one dj dj sizzle who is the co-curator of uh cumbiaton it's like a bi-weekly 
uh, women-led cumbia party, or they call it a pachanga, right? Um, Sizzle was up in Seattle this month, and in San Francisco, and I think Colorado. So she's definitely creating these networks, and these networks work not only just for music, but they work putting together different sort of like artivistas and activists. Um, did you get a chance to see any of uh, Gumbia Thon's like flyers? Um, yeah, so they're really like prideful of being like brown women of color, like especially Gumbia Thon and like particularly them, they're really proud of being queer women. So like, how are we like putting that in the forefront and how are we like acknowledging that these people exist within our community and like really empower other females yeah the, the one thing i really like about cumbia thones um at least the the sort of ephemera that they're putting out there their flyers that are all digital they use um artist julio salgado and julio salgado is like one of the leaders in the andaki queer movement um he's also uh, works with Fabiana Rodriguez up in Oakland um, and so his his artwork is like super empowering right um, one of the favorite images I have of Julio is uh, this piece called Homeland Security and there's like two queer folks who are holding up a border wall and underneath it says come in girl right like, <laughs> that's uh, so adorable <laughs> yeah so his his images are really like bright um and they're they're super empowering, right? They're it's all about like body positivity, and so that was another thing that a lot of the DJs said is that you know through these parties they're there to create like safe spaces for queer folks, for people of color, uh, for women, for everybody, right? Like these are these are um, super like safe dance parties, um, and so and you get a, a sense of that. I don't know, like we went to a couple. How did, did you feel like um definitely like even like the way the djs look themselves like in particular like when i think of like being prideful and how you look i think of sizzle like she shaves half her head and like she's beautiful like there's nothing that can say like oh like because she shaves her head like now she looks like a man or something like no like she's embracing like her own standards of beauty so like changing that like i remember going to um one of the cumbiaton events where we went to the billiard, like there was a girl who like danced with the hula hoop and she was like in a in a bathing suit and like we didn't we weren't even really sure if she was male or female but hey she was rocking it and that was her thing and it was pretty amazing like and she put on a performance and everybody was appreciative of that and it just kind of spoke to like them breaking these boundaries of like oh we have to actually like everybody has has to identify with something like oh you're male you're female like no like these are like gender non-conforming folks and that's something that i think cumbiaton really does yeah so you're talking about um i think her name is gogo bardella x and she performs at girl nights um and yeah super high energy uh super you know like and, and the other thing is that um she's not latina she's black right mm -hmm. and so a lot of these places are a lot of these djs are are bringing in like after latinidad and also bringing in like black and brown folks um girl night one dj kelly um she's not latina she doesn't identify as latina she identifies as a, a black queer woman um, but she's a dj with 
two other uh, Latinas. And then um, at Technocumbia party, the resident DJ Zuri is, um, she identifies as black skin, right? So it's not just, uh, it's not just brown folks who are um, doing cumbia, but you know, we have Afro-Latini that is definitely shown in these spaces. Mm -hmm. um, and so re that's really dope. All right, y'all. So that was it for today's uh, short little podcast segment on cumbia. Um, but definitely um, keep following cumbia and cumbiaton, especially. They're actually having a vendor sale, and like, there's gonna be some DJ spinning. And but definitely, it's gonna be this um, Saturday, um, May nineteenth. It's gonna happen at the First Street Pool and Billiard. In East Los, it's, the address is going to be 1906 East 1st Street in LA. Um, it's $5 all night, but 21 and over. And make sure to check them out. Like, a lot of the stuff that they're selling there, you can't, like, really buy them elsewhere. And it's all Latinx. Um, black folks are invited and definitely are the vendors. So check them out. Yeah, hopefully we see you there. Peace. Cumbia.